Welcome to Journey with Scripture, our daily podcast on the Bible. Today Jesus begins to interpret for us the true meaning of the Ten Commandments, and he begins with the commandment, Thou shall not murder. Enjoy this episode, share it with others. God bless. Matthew chapter 5 verses 20 to 26 Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness goes beyond that of the experts in the law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to an older generation, Do not murder, and whoever murders will be subjected to judgment. But I say to you that anyone who is angry with a brother will be subjected to judgment, and whoever insults a brother will be brought before the council, and whoever says fool will be sent to fiery hell. So then, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your gift. Reach agreement quickly with your accuser while on the way to court, or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge hand you over to the warden, and you will be thrown into prison. I tell you the truth, you will never get out of there until you have paid the last penny. We have learned that our good works glorify our Heavenly Father, and that Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophets. Matthew then explains in concrete terms what kind of good works the Father wants from us and how Jesus fulfills the law and the prophets. He provides us with six examples. Anger, adultery, divorce, oaths, retaliation, and love of the enemies. All the examples begin in the same way. It was said, but I say to you. It was said refers back to the law of Moses, and but I say to you shows Jesus' authority. Christ's standards go far beyond what Moses required. The first good works focuses on the sixth commandment, Thou shalt not murder. That is the proper translation. The commandment refers to illicit killing. The second part, whoever murders will be liable to judgment, is based on the book of Deuteronomy. However, there is only one punishment for murder, death penalty. Those who killed unintentionally could escape to the cities of refuge. Then Jesus states, that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. The first murder had been recorded on the pages of the Bible right after Adam and Eve were expelled from the garden in Eden for their sin. Cain murdered his younger brother Abel, and anger was the cause. Then we have other examples. Esau was angry with Jacob and planned to kill him. The brothers of Joseph were angry with him and planned to kill him also. 
Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. We read in the letter to the Ephesians. Cain got similar advice from God. Why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Unfortunately, he did not listen. Not every anger leads to murder, but it often gives rise to abusive language. Raka means empty head. If murder demanded death penalty, insults are to be punished with the fire of Gehenna. Gehenna means the Valley of Hinnom, the infamous valley along the south side of Jerusalem that was used for human sacrifices to the pagan god Molech. In the time of Jesus, it was used as a place where rubbish was burning day and night. It became a symbol of hell, the place of divine punishment. The way to avoid the fire of Gehenna is reconciliation. It is a challenging path. Imagine yourself coming all the way from Nazareth to Jerusalem to offer a sacrifice to the Lord only to be told to go back and reconcile yourself with your brother. Jesus' teaching is rooted in the prophetic message about righteousness. In Isaiah, God asks, What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices? And in the book of Amos, he states his preference. Let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Reconciliation with brethren is part of the process of making our human relationships permeated with righteousness. If in Christ God has reconciled the world to himself, then we should reconcile ourselves with our brethren. And if we are too proud to say, I am truly sorry, please forgive me, then we have to be ready to face the consequence of our pride. You will never get out until you have paid the last penny.